and welcome to Americrown Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. This week, we don't have a topic, so we're just going to talk about news. That's true. Yes. We would have done research had uh, we had been given access to an amazing uh, documentary that we would have uh, covered. But yeah. Unfortunately, alas- <laughs> region locked. Alas, the... Yeah, the the piracy blocks or whatever, you know, are just way too their security system uh, system to keep us from watching the the true piece of art that is when Harry met Meghan. Unfortunately, kept us out. But you know what? We'll we'll make do. There's plenty going on with our favorite uh, royal family this week, and so we'll just uh, talk about it. And then at the end of the show, we'll talk a little bit about what we missed by not being able to see that fine cinematic experience. Yeah, I felt like it was just right up our alley, but uh, alas, it was not. Um, But yeah, so I think we will just jump into straight to news. Yeah, so, well, first of all, I think we wanted to talk a little bit about the reaction to our most recent episode. Oh, yeah, thank you. We apparently are scaring, scaring our listeners, for which I apologize talked to one of our listeners our friend hannah who said <laughs> that she was not amused by it and was listening to it like alone in a dark basement yeah. which girl why are you doing that <laughs> but i i assured her that i also didn't really enjoy researching it ghost stories are not my forte or my a thing that i enjoy so we can maybe promise that this episode will be ghost free I think so. I, I'm not anticipating anything like that. Yeah, my I tend to be more scared of like the supernatural, like like possession and stuff. So this wasn't as scary, but I still, as we discussed last week, I still really, I've never seen a ghost, but I'm terrified of one day seeing one. And I yeah. don't know how I'll react. So uh, yeah, but don't watch it in a basement. We're not going to dwell on... <laughs> what? Just don't watch it in a basement. No, I know. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So, I mean, let's just jump into the news then. Get the show on the road. We'll start as we uh, kind of usually do nowadays and talking about the queen. Um, she had a couple of events that were talked about online. Um, the first is on October 24th. She and her son, Prince Charles, uh, went to another horse event. Last week, she was out and about meeting, being introduced to horses, and this week, she did the same. Again, she didn't have to travel far for this one. It was at the stables of the Household Cavalry um, in Hyde Park Barracks, so Hyde Park in London, quite close to where she lives. The Household Cavalry um, mountain, Mounted Regiment consists of the lifeguards and the blues and royals. So those are two separate like units. I don't know what they're actually called, but um, they're the oldest and oh, well regiments. That's what they're called. They're the oldest and most senior regiments in the British army. I mean, they are, so they're um, cavalry. So, you know, mounted soldiers riding horses. And these particular soldiers are used in state ceremonial duties and in state visits and in escorting Queen Elizabeth II when necessary, when horses are required for that. So it was um, a fun visit. Uh, One of the things she did was she named the household cavalry's new drummer horse. She named him Perseus. And then she also was introduced to a horse named Joni, 
which she gifted to the cavalry. And I don't understand this. I mentioned this last week. I don't understand why she's described as introducing, being introduced to a horse that she like previously owned. Yeah. Maybe it's just like, oh, you know, maybe it's like protocol. I wonder if there's protocol. Because like, I'm sure even if you've met the queen before, like if you're not a relative or something, even if you've met her before, I'm sure you still have to like be introduced to her. If you see her at a reception, I'm sure you can't just like stroll up to her and be like, Hey, Lizzie, how's it hanging? So maybe the same thing applies to horses. She needs a formal introduction. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, there's a whole person who handles, like, royal protocol. Yeah. There's probably some... They probably, because she's so fond of horses and she often, like, is at events with horses, that there's probably, like, horse protocol about, like, how she meets animals and how animals meet her. And maybe it's just a little bit more special beca- with horses because they're just have been, they've been such a large part of her life. So she was like, you know what? They deserve the most intricate protocol. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. and I think it's kind of smart to make sure that she's not going to, I mean, they probably want to make sure she's only at this point, like, meeting horses and dogs and other large animals that are well-trained and not going to, like, randomly kick at her or something. Because that would be Well, really... we saw that one horse that was, like, eating her flowers that one time. And she yeah. was like, she was like, GTFO. Yeah. Excuse me. This you? is mine. This is my nose gay. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry. But, like, yeah, even then, like, that wasn't necessarily dangerous to her. I could feel like, you know, horses, if it's one that's not, again, the most chill, you wouldn't want her in the way of that. So I don't know. Maybe we'll have to look up more what, like, being introduced to a horse encompasses. Yeah, but the I picture- think that would be good. Yeah, the pictures of Joni, though, are super cute. She's so, she's like a young horse you can tell she's kind of looks like a teenager as compared to like the other horse they showed pictures of which is like huge and giant and made to pull carriages probably Joni I don't know I just I like horses then also uh I guess we have one spooky element which was the inside out horse which it's a part of a program that is trying to teach people who ride horses more about like the anatomy of the animals they're riding so that they can prevent injuries and just better understand the physics of it all. And they have a horse that's wearing pretty much like a skeleton costume, but it's a real horse and it shows like where the bones are and it's really funny looking and it looked appropriate for Halloween. And then uh, she rounded out the visit by meeting with family members of the household cavalry. And that was just, you know, meeting the people who live at the barracks. I think they live at the barracks, but so all in all, pretty typical outing. Yeah, I saw those pictures of the horse and I was just like, oh, you don't see that every day. You do not. I wonder if it got mad. You know how if you put a sweater on a dog, it sometimes is (laughs) not happy about it. Um, I wonder if the horses are more chill about it or not. I feel like they would be annoyed or maybe they're like, ooh, a blanket. I like this. Yeah, and I mean, I, if it was like a racehorse, though, at one point, I don't know if that, I assume, probably not. I feel like they just kind of race them till they die. <laughs> I don't know. They're so used, like, at least racehorses are very used to, like, having, like, Getting draped crap. and stuff. Right. So maybe yeah. that's kind of where they were able to train. I don't know. Or... There's a lot about uh, equestrianism that we need to find out. Is that? Yeah, that we're not horsey right? people. I've ridden a horse before. I went to YMCA horse camp when I was a kid, and then I didn't go back because they gave me this really mean horse that stepped on my foot once. That would hurt a lot. It did. It was not. And then they were like, push the horse off you. And I'm like, I'm 10. 
I don't understand what what you're right. why did you give me this monster? Because I think I had the most experience of any of the other campers, by which I mean I had been there the summer before. So I had ridden horses for like an hour or a day for a week. So like that was what it was. But I would like to try it again. But I'm never going to do jumps. And my dad would only go if, like, my dad would go, we'd go to, like, a father-daughter camp every summer until I was probably, like, 11 or 12. And he only, he hated horses, and he never told me. He just did it because, like, I loved it so much. And I was like, oh, I feel so bad that you were so unhappy. That's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Ugh. Dads. I know. I was going to say, I guess I, I did, my dad did take me, there was that place the diamond tea ranch my dad would take me horseback riding there like maybe once a summer or so oh but yeah i haven't been in forever maybe we should go and then we can see if like we can get back in touch with you know yes let's go let's buy let's go find the fancy outfits and just show up and pretend that we're horsey people yes and like pretend to be really really rich and i I would love that i would i've always wanted to look like i'm I wanted to shop exclusively an outfit from like a Ralph Lauren. Yes. Like polo or something. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> oh. But that also, I'm just, I, we had talked about, we th- thought at one point we should put our husbands in polo outfit, loop this all. Yeah. That's, oh. I, th- I mean, I'm confirming. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree <laughs> with that. That would be a fun. Let's make, let's force them into a double date wherein we dress them up in polo whites and they're going to, they're going to try to make a break for it at some point And we're going to have to, I don't know what to dream, stop them somehow. Uh, Anyways. So the next day. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Yeah. (laughs) On the next day on October 25th, uh, the queen met with um, the uh, ambassadors at Buckingham Palace and, uh, during this event, she received credentials, uh, which are documents presented from foreign governments to the host government. So I imagine these are the ones that she might receive sometimes in her, like, her red box. You know? Or is that agent? Well, I think that, I think these are just more ceremonial. It's like when there's been a change of regime and or like a new ambassador is... Um, coming and taking over they'll hand like the resignation of the previous ambassador and like the new formal document saying hi this Mm -hmm. is this guy he's your ambassador um so that yeah i don't know it's like ceremonial or something (laughs) but excellent so yeah so it looked like that uh ambassadors from uzbekistan and the um i can never say this word i never know if i'm saying it right grand douchey Duchy, okay, so it's not the douchey of Lancashire. Duchy, <laughs> Duchy, Duchy. I like that better than that. <laughs> no, it's Duchy. I think it is. <laughs> it's not the douchey of. <laughs> yes, the douchey of Luxembourg. Anyways, I'm, I'm glad we cleared that up. No, and I'm gonna read um, it. So, so oh those God. people. And then she also met with the Lieutenant Governor of Nova Scotia. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. It's important to yeah, continue yeah. to strengthen Good for her. Ties. Good for those people. She's like they the got an audience with the queen. So she's like, Welcome to my country. Yeah, she's like, I will please don't last. Please don't do so anything weird whatever. while you're here. Most appreciated. That's for sure. So that was it for the Queen. Um, Charles and Camilla, we'll talk a little bit about them now. Um, 
update from the Clarence House Instagram uh, account, which is that there's an, another owl alert. So we've talked about how Clarence House Instagram is peak dad slash peak granddad. And they posted a couple weeks ago a, a picture of a tree in the Clarence House garden. And they were like, there's an owl here. Which, okay. And then I um, went back and this week they posted another photo. And this is the caption. And I'm just going to read the whole caption. This morning we found another owl in the Clarence House garden gardens keeping Gilly, our first owl friend, who we posted about a fortnight ago, company. Can you spot them both among the trees? And then there was an owl emoji, a tree emoji, and an owl emoji in the following hashtags. Hashtag English country garden. Hashtag London. Hashtag owl. Hashtag wildlife. Hashtag greenery. Hashtag gr- garden. Hashtag treetops. Hashtag the Prince of Wales. Hashtag Clarence House. Um, I regret to inform you that there's no news yet on what this latest owl's name is. There was some uh, discussion in the comments section and the Clarence House, whoever comments for them said, we'll have to ask the gardeners what they've decided to name it. But I didn't even know they named the first one Gilly, but I love that name for an owl. So I just like the hashtags specifically English country garden and then greenery. Like, I don't know. If, I don't know if that means what they think it means, but I didn't click on the hashtag. Admittedly, I should. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do that <laughs> while you talk about the next thing. And I'll tell you whether or not it's actually about gardening <laughs> or if it's about other kinds of horticulture. But yes, uh, far away from Gilly the Owl and the other unnamed owl, we'll update you guys once we know its name, since we know that's why you guys listen. Uh, Charles and Camilla started a royal tour of Singapore, and uh, it just started today, uh, and they had their first engagement. Uh, they were greeted by athletes and para-athletes um, from the Queen's Commonwealth Baton Relay. Uh, and the reason why was because the Commonwealth Games um, will be in April next year in Australia on the Gold Coast, and uh, Charles will be there attending on behalf of the Queen. And so, yeah, the Commonwealth Games are essentially like the Olympics. They are just, it's kind of like the Invictus Games are the games for injured service members. The Commonwealth Games are all of the, are people who participate from across, um, yeah, the United Kingdom and beyond. Uh, the complete empire. Yeah, the empire. <laughs> well, I can say I've been through, I've scrolled down, and there's no there's no uh, fun greenery on any oh. of these Instagrams using that hashtag. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I my mind is somewhere it shouldn't be. I think they're missing out, though, because I think that's a chance to really take, you know, weed and, uh, I don't know. Yeah, just I'm surprised there's not one. Maybe, maybe I don't of, know, would that be like a violation of terms or something? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like they're pretty relaxed it's, about... It's legal in California. Right. And I mean, there's, I imagine that... Oh, I, I found mean, one. Like, oh, good. I found one from a, an account called <laughs> kd.growventures. And it's Ooh, like... Growventures. It's like a tinfoil room with a bunch of weed in it. All right. Oh, wait. And it says... <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's Another hashtag that they use is hashtag dank of Instagram. okay well i mean so yeah charles isn't inadvertently linking to drug culture but right i mean kind of he is 
He doesn't okay. need to. Sorry. I mean, maybe, but I like the hashtag. I think they should continue using it. I want it to become synonymous with Clarence House. Yeah, hashtag greenery, owls. everyone. Yeah. We'll use that today when I, I post for our to announce this episode. I will use that as Excellent. one of hashtags. I'm always looking for new hashtags to use because... I we've, I'm always like, I feel like I need something new. Like, what are people searching for? We really need to connect to our target market. Right. And I think we're missing out if we don't use greenery. <laughs> I think so, too. I think we're going to have a lot of florists probably following us. It's kind of like after we did our dog episode, I put a bunch of tags in for, like, dog breeds that we talked about. And we got a bunch of followers from, like, Greyhounds, um, King Charles Cavaliers. Like, like, and they were, like, the like the like fan accounts that are like we love cavies or like greyhounds for life i were you know i feel like that's the type of people we're gonna get except they might be florists or weed dealers so yeah i'll take what we okay. get at this right. point welcome welcome new listeners we're glad you're exactly. here exactly we don't discriminate no uh so yeah uh, so more to come <laughs> with uh prince charles and um camilla uh for their time in Singapore, but we will report on that next episode. Moving on to Prince William, he has had a kind of a quiet week, except for today he uh, was out at the Pride of Britain Awards. He uh, presented three awards when he was there tonight. Um, and I, I'm gathering that this is some kind of award that recognizes first responders and other emergency medical services for... Um, you know, the work that they've done throughout the year. So it's kind of like a, a, you know, movie award show, but for things that actually matter. So he presented the Emergency Services Award to the Grenfell firefighters in recognition of their bravery in combating the Grenfell Tower fire that happened earlier this year. He also presented two special awards. Uh, One was to the Grenfell Community in recognition of how it came together in support of the relief effort after the fire. And the other went to the Manchester medics who treated the victims of the Manchester arena attack earlier this year. Um, obviously three very deserving groups of people who have done a lot for Britain in the last year. So it was nice to see Will wearing a, a tux or I don't know if he was wearing a tux, but w- looking dapper and, you know, yeah. giving out trophies to people who really deserve it. Yeah, and I feel like this is just, like, the perfect type of event for him because he's just, like, uh, Harry's really, you know, well-suited for, like, veterans affairs and whatnot. Uh, you know, Will has worked in emergency services. So I feel yeah. like that makes it, I feel, like, kind of special that he, he has that experience and he he understands, you know, the... He can ask people about how what their re- air rescue choppers are like. Right. Yeah. Like he, yeah, he can connect. Like this isn't something he probably has to prepare for as much as like some other things like being like, I wouldn't think so. You know, obviously there's names and stuff, but in the small talk department, put it that way, because again, yeah, he can just say, what do you do? Oh, okay. That's really important. You know, it's this, this, and this. You probably, it's a lot more intuitive. And then also he has experience in it. So that's always probably a, a nice kind of event for him to take on. But the reason why we didn't see probably William and really Kate in kind of the last week was because uh, Prince George was on vacation. I just remembered this. So oh, right. Time. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Getting so finally school. away from the his yeah. awful, awful school. Right. <laughs> that he hates. 
He's taking his first break. Oh. So a little fall break. And so it um, appears, uh, we're not sure where they went, but it seems like the Cambridges went on vacation somewhere. Probably didn't leave the the country, but probably went to the countryside. Or maybe they went to um, see Grandpa and Grandma Middleton or something like that. Uh, but yeah, we don't know. But yeah, starting next week and even tomorrow, we will we'll have two Kate events. Uh, tomorrow for Halloween, uh, I hope she comes in costume. Uh, I don't, I don't know what she'll dress up as, but uh, she'll be visiting uh, the Lawn Tennis Association, and uh, the reason why is because uh, last year in December, when um, it started to be announced that um, the Queen was going to continue to probably give some of her patron- patronages away, um, one of she, what she bestowed upon Kate. The Lawn Tennis Association um, patronship, and yeah, that is pretty much. She's kind of not. She's not the president of Wimbledon, but pretty close. She's uh, important. Yeah, she's super important now in tennis, uh, and so yeah, so she's going to be visiting uh, the group, um, and she will obviously meet with representatives there and learn about their. And I thought this was a good pun at least i don't think it was intentional about their grassroots activities oh and and high performance tennis yeah (laughs) never put it past the brits to to put it a pun in when they can right so hashtag greenery yes hashtag greenery hashtag grassroots (laughs) uh and then she'll watch some matches there'll be so this will be matches with some of the youth um tennis players since part of the lawn tennis association isn't just uh, professional but also uh, youth sports and getting more people to play tennis Uh, so i hopefully will get i know many people love watching kate watch sports because she's very animated so hopefully we'll get to see her in her element for watching some youth games hopefully they're just as exciting as a wibbleton game um and then she'll also meet with some of the coaches that she might have even met with when she went to the Coach Corps event um, in the last week or so, which was the event uh, or the is the nonprofit that Will, Kate, and Harry are, um, have founded that works to train young adults from like 16 to 24 on how to be coaches so that they can mentor younger kids and be um, a positive influence on their community. Uh, so yeah, so we'll we'll kind of see where Kate goes tomorrow and how uh, what, if she'll be in a sportswear because when we had talked about last week when she wore that blue, uh, I think it was Serafini de, de Lorenzo. Uh, yes, it was blazer. We didn't think that was quite the right uh, outfit for the event, even though she wasn't exactly running around. But I think she'll be more active tomorrow. So I'm imagining something more sporty. But I, I mean, though, I will point out that she has been quite active in non-sporty things. I'm always thinking of when um, one of the first engagements after her pregnancy with George was announced and she's wearing that really cool plaid coat and playing field hockey. And she's like leaping through the air. Was that volleyball? No, I know there's one where she was playing field hockey. Oh, okay. Outside. And it was like, I just remember she was wearing, like, really cool coat. I can't remember what. Was it, like, the navy blue blazer with, like, the blue? The, like, no, the it was a dress. Oh, okay. I've got to look this up now. Okay. 
Gotcha. Kate but Middleton, yeah. pregnant field hockey. That's what I'm going to Google. <laughs> Let's see if that works. Oh, is that? Well, she. I think she played field hockey when she went to St. Andrews because she was wearing the McQueen tartan. Is that what I'm thinking of? But we didn't know she was pregnant then. Oh, we didn't. Did we not know? Yeah, it is. It is. She was pregnant then, but we didn't know it yet. Yeah, when she played preg- field hockey while pregnant with Prince George, she was wearing heels and boots and stuff, and it was like a blue and green plaid. It was a swing coat, and she had black tights on. Yes, that's like my favorite Kate I outfit. know. I love yep. that one. I, I own it. I own it, but not really. I own a knockoff of it. Hey, no judgment. And I got it from China, so uh, it doesn't really fit all that often. So, well, I, I got the. I don't know. Can you I bring it to a tailor? I mean, I could. Um, I actually did donate it because I was like, you know what? I'm. It really like it's so tight. I there's no even way I could even take it out. Um, like when I've worn it, I've worn it maybe two or three times, and I've had to wear it with Spanx. And obviously, I'm pregnant right now, so it's never not going to fit. Obviously, um, but yeah. Anyways. <laughs> well, anyway, sorry. I'll, I'm being oddly quiet because I'm just like looking at all these pictures of her and her hair is so bouncy and shiny. I know. And again, she's playing field hockey in heels and I can, I probably couldn't play field hockey if you gave me like the best athletic shoes out there. Anyway. Okay. That's a tangent, but I mean, she could be, even if she is going to get active and play some tennis tomorrow, there's a chance she could be wearing again, like a skirt and heels. I doubt it, though. I think she's paid her dues, and she's announced she's pregnant, so I don't think she needs to fool anybody. But yeah, I hope if, especially if she's going to be doing some movement, that hopefully she'll... I mean, it's also possible she could change, and so we'd get two outfits. That's true. Do you think... what What is the chances, percentage-wise, of her wearing some kind of costume or some kind of, like, nod to a costume, even if it's oh. not explicitly a costume? Like, maybe she's wearing orange. Oh, I see. I, I think it's maybe a 1% chance. Oh, yeah. I think it's super small. It's super think. small. Like, she might wear, like, something that's a little bit of a nod. But I don't know. British people don't celebrate Halloween to the extent that we do in the States, right? I don't think so. I want. I, I imagine that they, they like costume parties, I feel like. They, do, they dress up, but it's probably... I wonder if you dress up at work. Like, for tom- for example, tomorrow at my work, people will be dressed up. I mean, not everybody, but quite a few people because we're having a costume contest. So, I Are you think- going to... Oh, you're going to be Baby Hedwig, aren't you? Um, I'm I'm not even sure if I'm going to be there because my car is kind of broken. Oh, so no. I have, go- I have to go to the mechanic in the morning, which is why I chose it because I was like, oh, we're having a party for like a couple hours. So it's actually the perfect timing if I'm not really going to be missing anything like work-wise. So we'll see if I make it back in time, but I think my car is going to need a few things fixed. So we'll see. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a great question. So well, we'll see tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you know, when I check our SoundCloud stats, I often see people are listening from the UK. We're not, I don't know who you are, obviously. It just helps us, you know, it, it mostly amazes us that, you know, we have listeners across the world listening to American dreams so if you know and want to tell us you know what is more the what do british people think of halloween and yeah is it is it a thing that you know a person would maybe wear you know not like a full-on costume to work but you know would maybe wear again like a a pin with a pumpkin on it or something yeah (laughs) 
a, a pumpkin vest. That's some cat also- ears. Yeah. You know, just some ears <laughs> and a black sweater. Whatever it would be. Or is it, you know, nobody deals with it. Because, again, I was in England uh, for Halloween once and I didn't have a costume. But I decided that if anyone asked me, I would say I was a wizard expertly dressed as a muggle. Oh, perfect. Um, Nobody asked me, though. I mean, we went out that night. There was, I think we went to a bar where, like, or a pub where there was live music. But I didn't see really anyone in costume. But who knows? I could have just been in a lame part of town. Like, you know, there's probably, like, where all the youths are hanging out. I don't think I was there. I think I was with probably the old geezers. So. <laughs> um, and then, well, then, then there's this other event that Kate will be attending next week. Yeah. Yeah. So next week on November 7th, uh, Kate will attend a gala for the Anna Freud Center, uh, which is the, it's a kind of a full family. The Anna Freud um, Foundation is a full um, service kind of uh, psycho psychology and therapy center for for all all parts of the family um, and Kate is patron and so the event will take place at Kensington Palace so she won't have to go too far and uh, uh, since it's a gala we should expect some sort of evening gown so I'm very excited uh, since she has only really done one she's only really had one dress that she's or like gown that she's worn when she's been pregnant or at least a little bit farther along and that's been her jenny packham inky the inky blue one yes kind of i now remember that i was trying to think and i i think jenny packham's a smart designer for that because she is kind of drapey and i mean she could lend herself well to you know adding some fabric in it's not like skin tight or anything Mm -hmm. or too structured right so I'm I'm not I'm hoping she's not wearing that dress because we've seen that dress a few times and I'm kind of like okay I'm ready for something new, so hopefully yeah so hopefully we maybe get a new Jenny Packham of some sort so I'm just hoping for something new. Since Me too. She'll have the bump. So yes. We will see. Well, we are going to spend quite a bit of time talking about Harry's trip to Denmark, but first another thing that's coming up is. Uh, tomorrow and the 1st of November is the Obama Foundation Summit in Chicago. And Harry will be in the United States for that. Um, I just wanted to put out the PSA that Harry, well, I don't know when this will come out. I guess this will come out on the 2nd. So so. everyone rush to O'Hare like you're in the movie Home Alone and see if you can see Prince Harry, if he's still there. Or, you know, and also specifically... Check the flights from Chicago to Toronto because my yeah. money's on my money's on that happening. Everyone, just PSA: Prince Harry was here. Try to find him. We will be able to talk, you know, a lot more about that next week once the event has taken place. Um, the other thing that Harry has done, and we'll kind of just go back have a discussion about this, is we um, mentioned he went to Denmark. In this was only a two day tour. He was there October twenty fifth and twenty sixth. And he did a whole lot in those two days. So um, do you want to start or should I? Uh, Yes, because I want to see if I can say this person's name. Okay, yes. Oh, I like that you wrote it in phonetically. (laughs) What do you think? Do you think it do you think it works? Let's see. I'll judge. I'll be the judge of it. That's true. True. Uh, so yeah, so when Harry first arrived in Denmark, uh, he was greeted by another uh, boss lady uh, named Queen Margritha. 
of Denmark. Like Margrita. 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 It's not an so we, F, it's a T. Do you think it's Margrita? Margrita. 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 So like not Margarita, but Margrita. <laughs> so like greet Mar- like you greet a person. Oh, I like that even better. Greet Yeah. Margrita. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Woo. We had to we had to Google this. We were about to start recording and then you were like, oh shit, how do you say your name? And I was like, I have no idea. Because <laughs> I was saying like Margreth, because it's spelled M-A-R-G-R-E-T-H-E, which mm-hmm. okay. We've got but we got it down. I think and if we can trust the pronunciation guides we listen to on YouTube, it's Margrita. Yeah. I I think it works. I, uh, but yes, uh, some fun facts about uh, Her Majesty. Um, yeah, because I you know I think I always kind of forget that she's the the monarch of in Denmark. I think it's because of the prince and me. Yeah, it's <laughs> so not like Prince Eddie like, oh, yeah. or King Eddie. Like, yeah. King Eddie's in charge, isn't he? And who's this woman? Yeah. She's a usurper. Or, right. I don't know, pretender. <laughs> but yeah, so she, I know she's been on the throne for over 40 years. And I believe she was born. Since 1972. Yeah. And yeah, she born just one week after the Nazis invaded Denmark. So she has obviously lived through a lot. Um, I'm trying to think. In 1972, and then you know a little bit more about her husband, who's kind of an interesting character. Yeah, so the story behind her and like her, the fact that she's queen is she is her parents had three daughters, she being the eldest daughter. And once it was kind of clear that her mom was done having kids, they uh, decided to put the wheels in motion so that a woman could inherit the throne of Denmark. And so they, uh, pretty much changed the constitution of the country so that it would have like kind of male primogeniture. But so if, if she had had a brother, he would have been the king regardless of whether he was older or younger than her. But since if there's no brother, then a, a a woman or a girl can inherit the throne. So she was kind of, and so she was given the throne over her uncle because the country really loved her. So then she married this guy who's French. His name is Henri de la Borde de Montpezat. And he is now more commonly known as Prince Henrik. And he has always kind of been a little bit of a jerk about the fact that he was not her equal. Like he wasn't made king of Denmark. He was Prince Henrik. Mm-hmm. And again, he's kind of, it's kind of like how the crown portrays Prince Philip. It's kind of like, guy, you knew what you were getting into when you married her. If it's really that important to you to be superior or like equal entitled to your wife, then maybe pick a different wife. But he um, kind of as he got older, he it seems like he kind of got more and more dramatic about his um, his I don't know, feeling left out or like he's not important in the family. I mean, it started in. 2002 he left Denmark like in a in a huff because he there was a some kind of event and instead of and the queen couldn't be there to be the host of it and instead of asking him to do it they had his son do it and because his son is the heir and he was like I'm over it I'm over being the third best in this country and it's like okay (laughs) bye um, so he was away and he fled to the south of France and the queen had to go after him and like persuade him to return. 
Um, he similarly kind of pulled that shit when later when his son was getting married and he didn't like that his son didn't have his name. So the queen made up a title called the Count of uh, Montpezat and gave it to both their sons to make him happy. He It was announced in 2016 that he would be giving up all of his royal duties, and he did. And then, I mean, the most recent that we've heard, things that we've heard about him is uh, earlier this year, there was kind of a controversy because Queen Margareth, or Mar- Margarita, there we go. See, I'm going back into my... <laughs> pronunciation but queen margarita she designed these like i don't know it's like a mausoleum it's like a where she's going to be buried and it's Mm -hmm. insane looking it's like you should google it it's crazy it it's it's absolutely insane and it's like two like tombs that are next to each other and look crazy and she had this built like a while ago and then prince henrik was like i don't want to be buried next to her because I'm not important enough in this country. And everyone's like, well, that's awkward because that's clearly a two-person grave. And then everyone was kind of like, find somebody else to be buried next to you, queen. Like, get rid of him. This guy is a loser. <laughs> and then it, um, you know, when I was like, what is this guy's problem? And then it was uh, later revealed that he actually is suffering from dementia, which might explain some of his behavior. It still doesn't make his behavior okay. Like, he's still acting petulant and awful about a lot of stuff, but it does at least explain why he might be acting like that. Um, So we haven't heard much from him since they made that announcement, but I think he kind of forced their hand because he was going out saying all this stuff, and they were like, okay, we're going to announce this private medical news because we need people to understand why you are being so difficult, which (laughs) is apparently something that can happen when a person is suffering from dementia. So... Yeah, that's Prince Henrik. Um, also, you should uh, Google uh, Queen Margarita's engagement ring or wedding ring from him because that is a piece of ice. I'm just going to put if you're in- at all interested in big diamonds and you want to see something that is I can't even I, I mean, it's comparable, if not bigger than the Kim Kardashian Kanye West diamond. I'll just say that it's huge. So. That might explain why she didn't, she hasn't kicked him to the curb yet. She wants to keep that rock, (laughs) but we don't know. She also probably loves him. Yeah, that's the boring answer. But the fun answer is that she wants the, uh, the ring. They also, so they have two sons. Um, they have the crown prince Frederick and he's married to crown princess of Mary. And we've talked about them a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, prince Frederick's younger brother is prince Joachim. And we'll talk more about him a little bit later. Do you want to do these last two fun facts yeah. or should I take them? Yeah, I like these ones. Uh, yeah, so she is a painter, I believe, an amateur painter, but not really all that amateur of an illustrator uh, slash painter because Sherry, in the Danish version of the Lord of the Rings books, she is the artist and she was published under a pseudonym. Uh, Inga Hild Grathmer is what I'm going to say. That's good. Yeah, I think that's yeah. how you say it. Ingehild Grathmer. Yeah. And she also helped translate the books. So she's also kind of, yeah, a nerd. Yeah, well, a nerd who can speak fluent English and, and Danish. True. <laughs> and Which, then you I know. thought this, yeah. And then I, when I was reading the Wikipedia article, I was like, oh, that's a fun fact, question mark. Yeah, she's also a chain smoker. Maybe she's the uh, inspiration for Grand Mare. Maybe. Oh, my gosh. That's 
that could be very possible. Because there's a lot of stuff that she, is about her, like, that kind of reminds me of, like, stuff that, like, Grand Mare, like, in The Princess Diaries, obviously, where she talks about, um, like, I don't know, talking about her other hobbies, how she has a bunch, and she, like, I don't know, it just kind of reminds me of this. But, yeah, being a chain smoker is really what made me think of her the most. Right. <laughs> But yeah, so she's only she stopped smoking in public in 2016. So apparently she 2006. Out, 2006. Oh my gosh! Thank no, you. No, that's okay. Um, so apparently she was maybe she was opening up hospitals and you know, <laughs> <laughs> like this will help people feel get better. And then she's yes. just like dragging on her Marlboro or whatever. Her, I don't or know. Jeten, like the the French ones, because she's yeah. To I was a gonna say I was like yeah. I don't know what Europeans actually smoke, but filterless cigarettes, like Grand Mare. I don't know if there's a Danish brand of cigarette that she prefers. Yeah, but it must have been a really good... Yeah, maybe she has a royal warrant for them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to, Maybe we'll research that. Yeah, we'll look. We'll look. Uh, but yeah, back to... So yeah, that's a little bit more about uh, Queen Margrita. That's great. Listen to that pronunciation. Margrita. 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, the meeting was at the Palace of Amalienborg, which sure. is their official residence for the Danish royal family. And yeah, it looked like it was a. I watched a video. There wasn't much. It was you know some handshaking and some pointing at things. Uh, but Harry looked fly per usual. Of course he did. And then yeah, and so there. his. Oh yeah, go I'll ahead. I'll I'll take the next one. So the next thing he did was went to um, this place, KPH Copenhagen, Copenhagen. I don't know how you say it. I think it's optional pronunciation. So. Um, so that is a kind of a community of startups that focus on improving society through social, cultural, and environmental goals. So it's kind of, a, I don't know, like an incubator for startups that aren't necessarily going to make a lot of money, but are going to provide societal good. And when he was visiting, he met with uh, the some of the founders of KPH Copenhagen. And he also met with some of the entrepreneurs who were getting support from that organization. And he heard about their work. Um, not much more detail on that, but kind of again in line with his general um, patronage and support of community building. And then from there, uh, Harry went off to GAME, uh, which is a... Uh, nonprofit uh, that uses sports such as basketball and parkour. Parkour. First, I didn't uh, know that that was a sport, but I guess I can I can see it. You know, there's you know, it's kind of I feel like it's a lot like like even like skateboarding that you know or like like bike uh, extreme biking is that what it's called? I don't, I don't know. Like Mount, half yeah. pipe biking. Yeah, it's definitely like athletic. You know, yeah, there's style to it as well, and yeah. I'm just wondering how you score it. Like, if they're, you know, because I guess you, your comparison to skateboarding, I think, is really good. Because, you know, that usually was before just people doing tricks. And then they did manage to convert it into, like, events where there were scores for flips and amounts of rotations and stuff. I have, I'm, my, I'm a little fuzzy on the technical aspects of skateboarding. I haven't played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 in about a decade, so... Right. I know. I that game remember. was sweet, though. But yeah, yeah I, that makes sense. But anyway, go back to the parkour. But yes. But Tell yeah, me so, about it. But the reason why they 
have these sports in particular is because they do help people with kind of dealing with their emotions, with their stress, a good way to kind of fuel or not to kind of funnel any frustrations or really, yeah, a good way to like relieve stress um, is, is through, you know, obviously some sort of uh, physical activity. And so uh, gain, game, excuse me, I said gain, uh, works with, yeah, children mainly who experience mental health challenges. And uh, so as Harry is, you know, one of the people along with Will and Kate who spearhead, you know, mental health as um, one of their large um, social issues that they want to work on. This was a great way for him to kind of go get out there and meet with everyone. And uh, one of the things he did while he was there is he met with um, the volunteers who are known as playmakers. And it reminded me of their, their coach core initiative, since these are also younger people who have been trained to become coaches and mentor young children and help make a positive um, impact. So I think that was kind of a nice way to tie back to what something that they're doing in the UK, he's able to kind of see, oh, this is the success we've had here in Denmark as well. Yeah, see see where they're succeeding and, um, you know, where he might learn. Yeah, they probably collaborated. So, probably. And found out, you know, maybe some synergies. Yes, yes. Optimized synergies. That's right. definitely what they need to do. <laughs> um, the next thing he Harry did, and so this was the final event of the 25th, he went to a reception hosted by the British ambassador to Denmark. This is kind of one of those typical events. Anytime one of the any any of the members of the royal family go abroad, it seems like it's pretty typical for them to go to a dinner at the hosted by the ambassador, the British ambassador to that country. This party was uh in the Tivoli Gardens, and that is one of the world's oldest amusement parks. It opened in 1843. I know they have a carousel. I don't know if they have a roller coaster. I don't think they do, but I know that it's supposed to be really pretty. Um, and it's like in Cop- it's like down to or like in the I don't know if it's in central Copenhagen, but it's like in the city. It's not like here where you have to drive out, you know, an hour away from any city to get to a place where you have fun. Um, but apparently, it was all dressed up for Halloween. There were hundreds of pumpkins there. And also there were a bunch of people who were um, prominent Danish people um, from sports, business, politics, arts, and culture. And so it looked pretty. I don't know. It looked yeah. like it was a good time. It looks really gorgeous. I was I, When it, they said it was like an amusement park, I was like, are we going to see Harry on a roller coaster? That, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah. I, I want to see the photo... Um, like, you know, where they take the photo on the roller coaster during one of the scary drops. Yes. I want to see that. I want to see one of those of Harry. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a feeling afraid. he would be like clapping his hands to the side of his face. Or I don't know. His arms would be up probably. <laughs> He's brave. Yeah. But I can also see him being like making a funny face. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I should Google that. See if one of those exists. Yeah. No, he has to have been to some amusement park. Like he's well, probably, are... has he been to Euro Disney or so I, don't know, I just... believe I believe he and William were with um, Princess oh. Diana. They did like the log flume, I believe. They did. I yeah, there's so a video think, of that. But I don't know if it's them going down. It might be them. Right I think at the it end. is because I so. think like she gets splashed and she's all she's like kind of wiping her face off yeah. and stuff, and they're all cheering and stuff. But yeah, so I think it's a happy picture. Yes, it is. 
Uh, it's, not a, it's not a. Oh terror. my god! It's not terror. <laughs> I would like to see him as an adult in one yes, though too, for sure. Oh. Uh, but yeah. But so next, you can oh, sorry, go ahead you. and talk about the next event, which was another one I would have liked to go to. Yeah, me too. Uh, so yeah, so Harry went to a bakery in uh, Copenhagen, uh, the Lagkøsset Bakery question mark sure yeah i'm gonna learn danish i've decided and so it is uh and the reason why is because it was uh part of the one of us mental health campaign and uh they essentially that group works to um, open up about the effects of uh, of mental issues um on young people um and essentially yeah they made some harry watched people make things and yes. uh, he also had some question or had some things to say about social media. Uh, for example, that we all spend far too much time online. <laughs> and uh, I can believe that because I too spend too much time online. <laughs> and uh, but mostly he talks about that it being online has just disconnected us and we all just should talk more. Hmm. So that was kind of I don't know. I imagine that it's probably more difficult for him to be online than others of us, but I would I will, say. What, yeah, that's true. I mean, I I think that there's, you know, definitely being online is different or it can be, it presents its own challenges, but I don't know. Sometimes it's so much easier. Right. You can articulate yourself so much better when mm. you're, when you're writing than when you're on, when you're face to face. I don't know. Yeah. And no, also you can meet from. a lot of people who you wouldn't be able to meet in person. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. I was like, you know, it's kind of like how everyone's like, oh, I had no idea there were other people out there like me that like, you know, like British royalty. It's like, oh, you wouldn't have known that had you not had the Internet. Right. So I feel like it's a, it's definitely a good connector. I mean, we could go on for like a whole nother episode about the the merits of the internet <laughs> yes we could but, because we're using it to get our message across that we're up we have a problem with being obsessed with the royal yeah. family apparently <laughs> and dogs yeah uh but also while he was there uh he they um what else did they do they yeah they made danishes they ate danishes they looked yeah. at danishes there were just lots of pastries in the background <laughs> and it looked really good that's why i wanted to be there yeah I, that would have been my favorite one to be at so so far. Agreed. Um, the next thing that Harry did was he teamed up with Prince Joachim, who I mentioned earlier is the younger son of uh, Queen Margrethe and Prince Henrik. And uh, Prince Joachim, like Harry, is a veteran. Uh, so they went to a project which supports the veterans of the Danish Armed Forces. I couldn't find the name of that project. I'm assuming it's just in Danish, and so they couldn't get a good translatable thing. But mm-hmm. um, while he was there, he was uh, Harry was reunited with some of the Invictus competitors he's met over the years, and he got to observe them uh, playing a game that they invented called Rolling Floorball, which is a good name for a game that looks both fun and extremely dangerous. And did you play, I want to know if you played this in elementary school. You know those scooters? Yeah. They, they call them scooters, but they were like squares of plastic 
that are maybe like a foot and a half by a foot and a half with four little wheels on casters that spun around. And we would like scoot across the floor and like, I don't know, it was super dangerous. I feel like I always got injured when we played with those and we would, I don't even know what the games we would play with those would be. Yeah, we did like, so we did tag, we did, um, we did like basketball, but you okay. like, um, but the, we'd have like those, the hoops would be a lot lower. I think um, we must have done something like that too, or yeah. played like dodgeball or something like that. Right, because you weren't them. allowed to get I don't off know. your scooter. So, like, in order to, like, even make a basket, you'd have to kind of maneuver yourself a little awkwardly. Because you're mostly, like, sitting forward. But, like, sometimes you could get on your knees and that was acceptable. Also, it really hurts to fall off those. It does. Like, and I also it hurts to get your it. fingers pinched in them. <gasps> yes. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. why I'm saying, what the heck? Why? I don't know that they probably don't have those anymore because of the liability. Right. <laughs> And always some kid tried to use it like a skateboard and would stand up. Yeah. And then, again, it's not like a skateboard because the wheels will turn. (laughs) And so it would be bad news for that kid. Or, yeah, or the idiot who would put their, like, their feet on two of them. Yes. And that was just, like, a disaster because they would go, the wheels would go in separate directions and they'd just fall over. Anyway, this rolling floor ball reminded me kind of of that, except for these guys, it's like they're they actually kind of look more like skateboards, but like body sized. So you could and they would like lay down on their stomachs and propel themselves by like paddling with their hands kind of, but on the ground or they would be sitting up in them. I think it was just a lot more free form. And also these are grown adults who are well aware of the risks of getting their fingers pinched in wheels right. and things like that. <laughs> so they looked like they were having a good time. Right. <laughs> and um, another thing that uh, Harry and Joachim did was they intro- they were introduced to the Center for uh, Military Physical Training, where they were briefed on the Danish approach to veteran rehabilitation. So again, Harry's, you know, hearing about what other countries do and other organizations do and seeing how that compares to what's going on in England. Yeah, and then for Harry's last event, uh, I would have freaked the fuck out had I. Um, I know. Why didn't. Oh, at God. this Danish high school where Prince Harry dropped in on a workshop. Like, what? Also, <laughs> did, you see, did you see the video of this school? Yeah. It's the most beautiful school I've ever seen in my life. I know. It's, it's, it looks like fancier than any uni- private university I've ever walked through. It looked fancier than any government building I've ever been in here. It's like beautiful, like Scandinavian design and like, I don't I know, like, modern look at these and windows, windows everywhere and like wood floors. I don't know. These kids. Right. I, sh- I shake my fist at them. I'm what so jealous. What are tax dollars going to in America? If not I know. our schools. Other Maybe. things. Right. <laughs> I don't know. But For sure. <laughs> anyway, these kids are so lucky. Yeah, but so it was a beautiful school. Um, Orestad, Orstad, Orstad Gymnasium School. Yeah, I don't, I don't particularly know how to pronounce when they put the. It's the O with the slash it's, through it. It's like O. o it's o- weird. Orstad. Yeah, it's Orstad. Orstad. O- Orstad. I'm gonna use my like really really shitty Norwegian skills to try to read Danish, because like. 
Yeah. I think it's more like a long O sound, but I could okay. be completely wrong. I believe you, though. So, um, but yeah, so he, he went there to one of their workshops, um, which was uh, on the value of um, volunteering, obviously, because it makes a difference. And then uh, also they were discussing um, how the UN um, Global Goals Project, which I'm actually not sure what that is. I'm uh, assuming it's see. about, I don't know. Is it just like talking about like poverty? Yeah, or, or like, like, I don't know, just some improving the like, world. Or like how they're like going to make sure that like everyone in, has access, like free access to the internet. Are those like the UN Global Goals? Or like how they're yeah, or like sure. healthcare, yeah, that kind of stuff, yeah. education, and, and, right? And how through volunteering and getting involved, students like the ones he visited in uh, Ostad uh, can be part of that. So that must have been super exciting. I would have lost my mind, and I would have been ditto. Like, I'd been like, why did you tell me? I know. I would have also been really mad that I wasn't wearing my cutest outfit because I never would have been. No. Because, again, I would, would have been delusional and thought I would be the next princess, you know, forget yeah. everything else <laughs> that's going on in my life. There, I mean, there were other uh, just random, cap, like, people or encounters that Harry had with people, like Danish people, when he was going about. And there was one where it was, like, a group of women in their 20s. Oh, and they were, like, that. losing their mind. <laughs> and he, you could tell he had a grin on his face because, of course, and they're all, like, gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. Yes. They're all and so, blondes. Yeah, they're all blonde and, like, tall. And it reminds me of the episode of Parks and Recreation where Leslie's getting her award in London. And then she looks and one of the other people getting an award is literally Heidi Klum playing a Danish woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, that's what all these women look like. Mm-hmm. And you you can just tell like Harry Harry's like still got it even though I'm yeah. an I've got an old lady and I'm I'm as good as married I can still make the girls go nuts right he's just like I don't blame you I've seen mm-hmm. myself in the mirror yeah I would have loved to be a fly on the wall for like what he said after that encounter was over yeah I'm sure it was <laughs> probably pretty funny mm-hmm. um well I think that that was it that's everything yeah. that happened that we know about in Denmark. Right, we don't know, yeah, if he and um, Queen Margrita hung out more. Maybe he and Joachim did. Since Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah. I don't know if he saw uh, Prince Frederick or anyone else, but, you know, that was a lot to, to do in two days. Right. And when you put travel time on top of that as right. well. Even though it's not too far of a plane ride, it's still not as easy as getting in the car and driving across London. Right. And there's a lot, right. You have to know like what events are going to, you have to know what the projects are, what questions to ask. You have to remember people's names. Ugh. Yeah. I'm so bad. I try so hard. Yeah. And he doesn't usually have name tags, so. I don't even know how they're... he could do it. Is it yeah. like in Veep where, um, God, what's his name? But, like, the guy who plays Buster Bluth on Arrested Development always, like, goes up and whispers in her ear, in <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character's ear, before somebody comes up there. Because he's the one who's memorized everything, and so it makes right. her look good. Or well, like that's in- what I always imagine, like, Rebecca Deacon, Kate's pr- 
private secretary yeah, who used to for sure her. I imagine that she did that a lot. But I don't I don't know if Harry has a similar person. like uh, in the Devil Wears Prada. What uh, what the reason Emily is not allowed to go to Paris because she forgets the guy's name and then Andy saves the day. Sorry, I love that movie and have to watch it <laughs> every time it's on, even though it is actually terrible. It is such a bad movie. I feel like I've talked about this before on the podcast, or maybe I just broadcast it every opportunity I get. <laughs> Adrian Grenier, break up with him. If you're out of college and your friends and boyfriend are complaining about you having a job, you know, yes, there were some boundaries crossed with that particular job, but like, for the love of God, you know, let her live. Anyway. Yeah. In the words of Liz Lemon, that's a deal breaker, ladies. It is a deal breaker, ladies. Uh, well, we can pivot to our final segment of the week. Yeah. At this point, which is um, discussing the reviews of the documentary feature When Harry Met Meghan that aired on Channel 4 in yes. Britain uh, over the weekend. So my story about this is it was my wedding anniversary this weekend and I was supposed to be hanging out with my husband and... We were we were just sitting on the couch, hanging out, and baseball was on the TV, and the baseball was getting way too stressful for me. I like watching baseball, but again, it was just a lot. Anyone who, who's watched the World Series thus far will know what I'm talking about. And so I was like, oh, would you be able to see if you can log on to the Channel 4 app to see if I can watch this? And he worked on it for like a half hour and couldn't get in. So I had to tell him to, it was it was okay. That I, that I didn't end up watching this dumb, dumb movie. I know. They made it seem like on the Channel 4 website that it was going to be so easy. I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's this easy. Because like, I know sometimes on the BBC, I think they've let, gone a little bit more lax. But it used to be like, you're not in the UK. You can't watch this. And so they would just block me out. Or I would try to use like a proxy server or something. But me too. Nothing worked. So... I tried it on several computers yesterday and this morning, and I was like, nope, not getting it. And unfortunately, uh, well, I guess, you know, based off of what we'll discuss, uh, how people reviewed this, uh, no one put it on YouTube because it was apparently terrible. Again, yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) I would think that the more terrible it is, the more likely it is to show up on YouTube because they're going to be like, whatever, let's just. Let's just let it out there and the buzz will maybe get more press for us. I don't know. But it was, it seemed to be um, universally despised. Yeah. The Uh. Telegraph, um, the UK publication, um, gave it one star. And I don't know if that's out of four or five, but I think that even if, I think even that was them being generous. They uh, they described it as little more than a Wikipedia entry stretched over an hour. <laughs> and then the reviewer also said, it's difficult to think of a worse way to have spent a Saturday night. <laughs> Which that's, I mean, I can think of some bad ways to spend a Saturday night. Um, this, and this, wanna... that is a, that's a pretty damning, damning sentiment there. Yeah. Oh, it's out of five stars. Oh, it is out of five. So yeah, yeah. it's even worse. So yeah, one out of five stars. No thanks, according right. to the Telegraph. Yeah. Um, the other one that we saw 
is or the other review said that like I I don't know this is from the express it didn't really I didn't see that it you know gave a thumbs up or thumbs down on it but it mm-hmm. did just pretty much talk about what the documentary revealed and beyond some kind of weird stuff that had to do with like Megan's heritage and her past that yeah. you know I would like to see the source material before I fully comment on it they, uh, mm-hmm. My favorite fact that they revealed was the documentary revealed that Megan would climb through the boot of her car on the way to auditions because her door was broken while Harry was partying into his early 20s. So that's a poorly written sentence. But also yeah. it's really funny. Like they're trying to strike this dichotomy that like Megan's such a hard worker. She's crawling in through the boot of her car. Right. And Harry, meanwhile, is just getting uh, like smashed down at the yeah. pub. She's or the club, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I, why don't you, you've got to talk about these next two yeah. points or next three points because I don't yeah. know as much about them. Oh, that's okay. Um, so, yeah. So, when I say rose romance, it's because we've discussed um, one of your best, favorite articles. Yeah. The best article ever written. Right. Which is by uh, Katie Nichols, who has written several uh, biographies about Will Kate. And Harry, she is heavily featured, apparently, in the documentary. Like, almost all of the, almost every article I read that, like, talked about specific points about her and Harry's relationship. Um, it, like, apparently, like, Katie Nichols said, Katie Nichols said. Um, so, this disappoints me <laughs> because if if this documentary is so bad, as I am, I readily believe that it is. Right. And she's prominent in it. Then that seems to cast a bad light on my all-time favorite news article. Well, yeah, it makes me kind of sad. I don't know. I mean. I Because I don't want to believe that. I want to believe that that is 100% correct and true and forever and always. Right. Because one of the more popular stories that had been out before the show premiered was that this documentary was going to reveal that Harry had been eyeing Megan and had been like she had been his ideal girl for two years before they even met and that's kind of how it all kind of started once um it was once he figured out that his acquaintance and his friend Marcus Anderson who was who sat with Megan at the Invictus Games uh the opening ceremonies uh, and they that, that he's apparently a mutual friend of Harry and Megan's that's how like it kind of like they made like they were introduced and because he was like oh I really I think Rachel Zane from Suits is really beautiful and I love her character and then he's like oh I know her Marcus Anderson (laughs) yeah and then they got introduced this is what this is I don't doubt that like obviously he's the one who introduced them but this is really what I think is he mentioned his friend Megan and Harry said who and you know just again first name basis and he goes oh you know that actress and he then described her a little bit, you know, and then said like, oh, yeah, and you I think you'd really like get along with her. And then Harry Googled her and said, what? Oh, she's super hot. Sure. When let me know when next time you're going out with her or something like that's at most what happened. Uh-huh. I don't think that like Harry from his own brain, like said, Meghan Markle from Suits is my ideal woman. I'm sure that like when he heard about her, he was like, yeah, that would be my ideal woman. She's beautiful she's charitable you know and all these other good things suppose you know probably Mm -hmm. and so i think that's probably more what happened if anything yeah but i (laughs) 
I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. So apparently she is a one of the one of the sources. Another source which gave me some information that I I'm like I can't believe I didn't know this or at least think about it. Think about it, at least watching a trailer for it is they interviewed the director of a movie that she co-starred in called Random Encounters, which is a extremely low budget film uh, rom com where she plays like the best friend. Uh, and, Perfect. Uh, I. If you have not watched this YouTube video yet, Jenna, please do. I have not. Um, okay, do you want me to do it right now or after? I, God, I don't even know. It's kind of long. Okay. Um, so I would say maybe wait. Okay, um, I'll but, watch it after. And, and we should discuss if it should be a future episode topic or at least. I'm um, going to, my gut feeling is yes. Because it's it looks terrible. Essentially, it's like boy meets girl in a coffee shop. And they don't actually know who each other are and they can't and they have like this instant connection. And then literally they're just going back and forth about, God, I can't stop thinking about her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then there's Megan's character who's just like, girl, you have to go for it. You need to find him. And then says other Woody. So how does she find him? I don't know. I I mean, it's not the entire movie. It was just the trailer. Oh, but uh, because this so far is reminding me a lot of, again, another classic film called On the Line. Yeah, kind of. That's prob- Yeah, it's like a poor man's on the line. A poor man's on the line. Is the- <laughs> <laughs> That's saying something. Yeah. So on um, the line is what I'm- I saw that movie in theaters. On the line to show you. Yeah, exactly. Song. You can't sing anymore, Caitlin. We can't afford those music. Oh, rights. shoot. Dig it. Maybe I'll, uh, oh, I'll, I'll auto tune it. For those of you who who don't know what we're talking about, On the Line is the um, 2001 movie starring Lance Bass as a straight male lead. This is pre-coming out of the closet. Uh, Joey Fat One plays his best friend. and then <laughs> His last name is Fatone, and it's literally spelled Fat One, and he is the Fat One. I'm sorry. It's a fact, and I can't unsee it. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. So originally it had been scripted for, like, it was like an R-rated scripted movie. And then they were like, let's cast NSYNC in it. And so they rewrote it. But then only two of the people in NSYNC were willing to be in the main part of the movie. And so then they just cast other random people. And it's about Lance Bass meeting a girl on the L train in Chicago and then trying to reconnect with her. So that's why I think it sounds similar. And they're yeah. like, I can't stop thinking about her. And then he like, puts up billboards. Because, you know, it. that's exactly how you want a guy to come after you. That's not creepy in the least. I mean, it's actually romantic, especially when he knows you have a boyfriend. Right. I love Lance Bass. Anyway, that's been, I don't really know what he's doing these days, but he was my favorite in insane. Who? Joey Fatone. Oh no, Lance Bass. Oh yeah. Me too. I, I had a really bad gaydar. I had a crush on Lance Bass and I had a crush on, uh, Ricky Martin. Mm. I don't even know even then if I particularly even understood like, I, I don't think I really like, did understand. Yeah. I think the reason I went, I was like, I have a crush on Lance Bass is because my friends had already called dibs on like Justin and JC. Yeah. And like, I wasn't going with Chris Kirkpatrick or oh, Joey Fatone. So I think I just was like, fine, Lance. That's that's a fine choice. I really liked Lance's face. Also, yeah. he was the bass singer. Right. Which is really funny because every time you listen to It's Gonna Be Me and it gets to like the... The harmony part, you can hear because Lance comes in first, and I always, like, laugh hysterically when I hear it. Ugh. We could do a podcast on NSYNC. We won't, but we could. I would like to just, I'm just going to say it, and then we can stop. 
talking about Lance Bass, but he's a cosmonaut. Yeah, exactly. Let's get him <laughs> to space. Yeah. That I mean, I would give him $5 yeah. to get to space. Like, I, I wonder mean, if he's still doing that. I, I bet not, because I feel like he's probably, he's now doing like a radio show, and I, I, I'm certain, and I feel like he like emcees a lot of shows too, like Joey Fat One does. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Lance Bass, what are you up. doing? And I mean, it probably isn't a good time right now to be, you know, trying to work with go Russia. to space. Yeah, with Russia. So yeah, because wasn't he gonna like get a ride on their rocket? Yeah, and then they were like, "No, we're actually not going to do that." Right. I don't think he actually had enough money. But even this. then, I feel like they were like, "No, but we're still not going to do that because we're not going to be responsible for killing you, or you know, if something goes wrong." <laughs> Because, like, obviously even, like, really well-planned or, you know, high-profile NASA stuff has gone wrong in the past. Like, you're not just going to just do a space launch for no real reason. Mm -hmm. You're doing it for, like, science. And Lance Bass is not science, or nor is he a scientist. (laughs) Uh, So, anyways. uh, Well, back to Random Encounters. Yeah. I think we should watch it, and I think... I think so. Is it available on, like, how is it available to watch? Maybe I'll have to I'll yeah. have to look it up. I hope it's like on, I hope it's free somewhere. I mean, I would pay. I'd for buy it, it because we've already. I mean, we already have the um, Hallmark Channel original movie, um, The Dater's Handbook on DVD. So we might as well continue to expand our Megan collection. So yeah, and. Uh, the only reason I knew that is because there is an L article. L-U-K did an article about the 10 things you'll take away from the documentary. And that's kind of what I based what I what I know about the documentary off of, since obviously we haven't seen it yet. Uh, so if you also don't have access to the documentary and would like to learn more, we obviously haven't seen it yet, so I didn't want to completely give it all away. Yeah. But I'm hoping we'll still get the chance to, to watch it. Uh, but you can also see kind of their takeaways and which include yeah that she had starred in random encounters i i just looked it up it is streaming on amazon oh sweet okay also you can buy you can buy it and rent it on itunes so even if it somehow disappears from amazon we can i would totally pay the four dollars to rent it yeah me too okay perfect as long yes 2013 is the date of this movie who does it star that's a thing Okay, well, it's Kevin, or Michael Raddy as Kevin. Sean Young's in it. Oh. Okay, I don't know any of these other people. And I didn't, I couldn't tell who the female lead was. I, I couldn't place her in other shows or movies or anything, but I'm sure she's... Abby Wathen? Yeah, that, yep, that was her name. Uh, yeah, she was in weird things okay well we'll do a deep dive episode on random encounters maybe next time we need next time we need a topic yeah because i think it's always good to continue to look at her her film career and uh see how it it's really influenced her love life with harry yeah and especially see if she's taking her her own advice and being like, go get it, girlfriend. You yeah. can do it. He's the one. You should Winnie pursue Santa. him. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm just assuming that whole plot of the movie is. Right. No, she's definitely from the trailer. She's definitely the typical best friend role. 
But yeah. well, I think she should be the star of the movie. My personally, I I've heard agree. of her. I haven't heard of the star. So who's one winning? Right. Right. Anyway. But yeah, so if you did get the chance to see uh, when Harry met Meghan, we'd love to know your thoughts. And if you have, if anyone outside of the UK has been able to watch it and wants to maybe send us a note about how you were able to view it, let us know. Otherwise, we will continue to uh, conti- uh, find a way to watch it at some point. We'll since- keep checking YouTube. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, they, they put their defenses down once yeah. they realize that yeah. it's a load of crap. And there's several Megan fan sites. There's got to be one that has figured out something or has managed to get it filmed and might be able to share how they did it. So I'll check those sites too. And if we find it cool, if not, oh, well, apparently it was terrible. And we'll just have to imagine it. Speculation. <laughs> we'll have to pretend that we, we right. got to see it. We will write our own when Harry met Megan. <laughs> Which I'm kind of mad that they took that title from us because I had kind of thought that for a future episode. Well, they didn't. I mean, they didn't trademark it, did they? I don't think they'd sue us. Oh, I know. I just not. You know, it's okay. I just don't want anyone to be like, oh, they're just copying it from that one star out of five star documentary (laughs) on Channel Four. Well, I mean, we'll we'll come up. I'll come up with a million better. Uh, titles, mm-hmm. potential titles. I'm trying to think of a pun on like Harry and the Hendersons. That's hard. <laughs> I don't know. There's other movies with Harry and them um, that we can parody. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't It'll know. It'll come to us. It'll, It'll come, come to us. us. We'll we'll be we'll be smart and we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, to to share your thoughts with us and uh, give us all that information about the the. Uh, the way to the Channel 4 documentary, you can reach us a variety of ways. We are on Gmail at americrowndreams at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and Twitter. or No, we're on Facebook and Instagram at americrowndreams. And we are on Twitter at americrowndream. And yeah, you can also rate, review, uh, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And we greatly appreciate it because we... You know, like knowing that we are doing something people like. We're not just talking to each other, which I mean, we would be doing anyway. But we also want to edify the world about our, you know, weird knowledge. Right. We like what we're doing. And we will also find great joy in knowing that we are making other people happy and giving them relevant information. Yes. Like that you pronounce it douchey of Luxembourg. (laughs) oh my god well on that note everyone have a wonderful week and we will uh be back um in one week from now yeah that's right thanks for listening guys bye